Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. So we're going to um, we're going to talk today about going beyond. How many of you are excited about the war for this year? How many of you already have experienced going beyond? I know that um, that receiving God's more than abundantly above and beyond things. I know that so many of you have experienced it. Personally, I have experienced that from God. But today, I want us to take a little bit of time and and go through the scriptures and see it with some fresh eyes, okay? I'm believing that we are going to read God's word and receive it a little bit beyond what we're used to, what we have already understood, or what we think we already know. And, and I believe um, God's message is going to encourage you today. I know that it's going to stir your faith and, and just like pump you to, to receive and to expect and to believe for more and beyond. Okay, so go with me to Ephesians 3.20. Ephesians 3.20, this is a scripture very familiar by, uh, for, for many of us. It's, um, it's a very beloved scripture. It says, Ephesians 3.20, Now to him, it's talking about God, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above. So these are three words. Say with me, exceedingly, abundantly, above. Okay, so the, depending on uh, the version that you're reading, sometimes it says abundance beyond, sometimes it says infinitely more, but um, the, the original, it's a, it's a combination of three words, just as it says right here, exceedingly abundantly above. All that we ask or think according to the power that work in us. Now, this, um, this combination of, of words, extreme, uh, exceedingly, abundantly be, beyond, in the Greek, it's like a, like a so weird word because there are three words together. It sounds a little bit like supercalifragilisticexpialidocio, something like that. But uh, I, I read in a commentary that they believe that the Apostle Paul just made out this word. Like, like he literally grabbed three words and put them together and made one word. Who knows? But um, so these words, um, they, they are extreme. Would you agree with me? They are called in, in grammar, they are called the superlatives. And that means that they just expand or increase the degree of something. They almost like exaggerate. In Spanish, we have these superlatives that we just add CCC as much as you want. Like you can say, muchas gracias, and, and that says, you know, thank you very much. Or you can say, muchísimas gracias, and that's just like saying, very, very much. Or you can say and you can just add as many CCCs that you want. That's a superlative. You're just adding an, an increase, a degree of, of level or expanding the meaning. And, and this is exactly what 
this, uh, these words mean in, in the concordance, it says that this, this combination of words exceedingly abundantly above has to do with exceeding some number or measure, going over and above, more than necessary. It, it has to do with surpassing super abundantly, beyond measure, exceedingly, quite beyond all measure, overwhelmingly, over and above, more than enough of what we would expect. So you, you kind of get the idea, right? We are talking about beyond. We are talking about going beyond. And um, this, uh, this combination of, of words, it's only used three times in the Bible, again by the Apostle Paul. So this is uh, very interesting. Like, like he kind of made up probably his, his own compo of, of words. Okay, so going beyond has to do with God's potential in our lives. God's potential in your life. God's potential, what God can do in, in our lives. And then the scripture, the scripture uh, goes and says that, that God is able to do exceedingly above what we ask and what we think. And again, this may be not, uh, nothing new for you because maybe you've heard uh, messages about this scripture, maybe you've read it, maybe you've prayed this scripture, maybe you have already experienced this scripture. Uh, but, but today, I, I, I want us to, I, I want to invite you to, to dig a little bit or to make a pause and we're going to check words just like individually, just to get a little bit more of the meaning, what God is trying to, to communicate to us. And when, when we're talking about ask, Pastor mentioned last week that this ask has to do with, um, with a demanding, with a request that you do. In, in my mind, I like to picture the, the idea of a request that you, that you make when you have the receipt in your hand. And you know what that means. Like, like you, can, you can have, um, maybe you made an order, maybe you're going to go pick up um, a purchase that, that, that you already pay. you have the receipt in your hand. And if something goes wrong, if there's a little delay, if the order is not as, as expected, you know you're addicted. You know how you're going to react. Why? Because you already have the receipt. Because now you know that you have some rights, right? You're not like at the expense of the store or the company. You're not asking them for a favor. This time, you're walking to the store with a different attitude, with a receipt in your hand. And this is, to me, what I picture when it has to do with this word to ask, it's the word aiteo. It's, it's, a, it's an asking with confidence. It's an asking with, with a receipt in your hand. It's asking, and, and this word, it's also the one that it's used when it says that we move mountains. Like, like we can speak to the mountain. We can re request or command the mountain to move. We're not asking a favor. We're not saying disease, please go, pain, please go. We're taking authority and we command it to live. Why? Because we have the receipt in our hand. We know that we have been commissioned and, and anointed and equipped with God's authority, with the power of his name. So we, it has to do with the attitude that you have when you requ request something. 
Now, even though we, we can have this confidence and this attitude, something funny, not funny, is that our highest aspirations to ask are not going to go beyond God's desire to grant us. In other words, what you think you're asking, like your dearest request, you know, like, like something that you're like, this is the biggest I can ask. God says, like, is that it? Is that it? Because the Bible says that he can do exceedingly above, beyond what you're asking. And then not necessarily just what you're asking, what you are thinking. This word think has to do with just something that, that you imagine, something that, that you understand, something that you're conscious of. And, and this just tells us that, that whatever we think that we're asking too much, or sometimes we're imagining things and we don't even have the words to express it. God says, I can do exceedingly above and beyond that. I like to, to talk with words. I, I mean, I like to, to see words when I read or even when I listen to audiobooks. I, I admire and appreciate sentence or paragraphs, maybe because because I'm, I'm not very good at it. So sometimes it's like, wow, that is, th that the way they say that sentence was like amazing, you know? So I, I like to pay attention to words, especially English words. I have to, even if I don't like to. I have to just uh, to understand, to make sure I'm, I'm receiving correctly. English is my second language, so it has been a journey to, to learn and, and to, to understand the meanings and, and how things are ex, ex, uh, explained or, or um, portrayed. So when we play with, uh, with words or when we pay attention to these words, um, I, I, I thought, okay, God is able. God, God is able. And then the word says, God is able to do. Okay, God is able to do. God is able to do what you ask. But then it says, God is able to do what you imagine. And then it says, God is able to do all that you ask and all that you can imagine. And it doesn't stop there. It says, God is able to do more than all that you can think, ask, or imagine. Then it says, God is able to do exceedingly above more than all that you can think of imagine and and when we just take some pause sometimes and and examine because we know that in scripture there is no words that are just accidentally there i mean the holy spirit was very now now versions different versions it's it's another story but but when we see that god preserve his, his scripture, the written word, and that the Holy Spirit inspired those words, we really need to pay attention. And, and this is a scripture to pay attention. When, when Pastor was sharing uh, this with me, he, he, he mentioned something that really got my attention. He shared that too last week. And he says, what did, why, why did God even put this scripture or these words? Like, like why? Why? 
He wants us to understand something. He wants us to know something. And more than that, he wants us to believe. He wants us to experience his desire to go beyond, his desire to do. And, um, and this just um, takes me to thinking about the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul, he, he's awesome. Would you agree? Yes. He's like, wow. You know, like, like when we grow, we want to be like him, right? Um, the Apostle Paul, he wrote some, some scriptures, some, some requests, some prayers that they are pretty extravagant. When, when I was studying the scripture, I, I went to read some of the, the prayers that I have read for years, believe me. I, I've, I've listened to those scriptures, I've read them, but I've never saw them with the eyes of, man, these are pretty daring requests, like, like pretty extravagant blessings. For example, in Philippians 1.9, he, he says that he's praying that our love abound more and more, and, and he asks God that we may have real knowledge and all discernment. All discernment. I mean, we're, we're talking like big, extravagant. Sometimes we're like, Father, help me understand this problem. And, and the Apostle Paul is like, have all discernment. You know, so it, it's like goes beyond what, what we expect sometimes. In Philippians 4.19, so many of us know this scripture, where he says, I, I'm asking that God will provide all your needs. Not just some, not just the, the big ones or the, the serious ones. All your needs. And he says, according to his riches and glory. No, not just according to your uh, to whatever you, you make, according to your status, according to your knowledge, your education, according to God's riches and glory. And, and he's like, he's trying to get us out of the, 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 our limitations. In Colossians 1, 9 to 10, he, uh, he's praying again for, for the church, and it says, I ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. Sometimes we're, I've been like, God, help me understand your will in this situation. And the Apostle Paul is saying, I want you to be filled with the knowledge of his will. Do you think this is like a lot? Like, we're like, okay, I just need like for this area. And he's like, all of his will, not just get it, be filled. And you're like, wow, okay, extravagant. And then he says, be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. All spiritual wisdom and understanding. Can you see that we've been asking pretty little? Because this is not just the Apostle Paul's desire for us. This is the Holy Spirit inspiring the Apostle Paul to ask for us. This is what God wants us to know, wants us to believe, wants us to expect. And like, what was your prayer this morning? Or what was your, la your, your latest prayer? Were you asking big? Were you asking all God's wisdom? Be being filled with all of his knowledge. 
have you, have you done this type of prayers? I think God is trying to, to bring our attention, to, uh, to waken us and, and saying, hey, it's time to go beyond. Amen? It's time, it's time, it's time to, to see bigger, to expect bigger. I, I'm definitely receiving this word. To me, it's like all these uh, scriptures studied, it's been, it, it's been uncomfortable because it has just shown how, how far behind I, I am or how limited I've been thinking. And um, in Colossians 1, 11 and 12, it continues. It says, I want you to be strengthened with all power. Imagine that. Imagine going through Faith for Life 21 days, strengthened with all of God's power. Not just with, with oh, some ability that I may not be able to have some processed food. Yeah. God says, Strengthened with all my power. Oh, God, help me not to have that donut in the morning. And God says, God says, I want to strengthen you with all of my power. Do you think this is an extravagant ask, uh, petition? An extravagant blessing? And uh, there, there are so many. I, I don't even have them all. Well, I have them in Spanish, so... It's a little bit hard to, to translate them sometimes. I'm going to read you one more. Uh, First Corinthians, actually two more. First Corinthians 1, 4, and 7. In First Corinthians 1, 4, it, he's saying that he wants us to be enriched in him with all word, with all knowledge, and that, um, that we would have lack of non-spiritual gift. That we, would, uh, that, that we would be complete. And, and you're like, wow, another extravagant blessing. And then this last one. This last one is the context of the scripture that we just read. The scripture that we just read, Ephesians 3.20, where it says that uh, to him who is able to do exceedingly above, uh, beyond what we can ask or think, this is just the context of a, a whole prayer that it starts in, in verse 14. And, and this prayer, this prayer, it's, it's like the darest of, of them all. To me, it's like, wow. Okay. First, in, in chapter 16, the Apostle Paul is saying that, that he's going to ask God, or that he's asking God, that we will be strengthened in our inner man. That means your, your spirit being. That means the, the, the real person that you are, you know that you are not this body that, that you're, you're uh, portraying here, right? But uh, actually, you, you look very good today, okay? You, you look very sharp, very handsome, very beautiful. But that, um, what, what I'm seeing is just the temple of your spirit. That, that is just the house of your soul and your spirit, okay? So God, uh, the Apostle Paul is saying, I am praying that you would be strengthened in your inner being, in, in, in your spirit being, in the, um, in the new man, what other versions call this. And it, and it says, and that the life of Christ, as you walk in faith, the life of Christ is going to be evident in your life. And then it, he he. Praise that, that as you walk in faith with the anointing of Christ, with the life of Christ, 
you are going to be rooted and grounded in God's love. And, and then you, you're going to be pretty strong because your roots are, are grounded in God's love for you. And then that is going to give you the ability to understand all the dimensions of God's love. And yeah, that's like a wow, like wow. So the Apostle Paul is saying, I want you to understand the love of Christ. He says the, the length, the length that, that it's never going to end. It's going to go and, and go and go like, like the Duracell bunny. God's love doesn't end. You know, it, it just keeps going. And then the, the, the height of God's love, the height of God's love that, that even when, when sins abound, grace wave more abounds. You know? And then the, the, the width of God's love. That, his lo- uh, that, that God took our sins and, and sent uh, them from, you know, the distance from the east, from the west. This is how God took our sins away from us, away from, from our, our identity. And then the depth of God's love, how we can be rooted in him, how he's not going to leave us down. He's always going to come and rescue us. So, and so... The Apostle Paul is praying, okay, I want you to be strengthened. I want you to walk in faith. I want you to understand all the dimensions of God's love. I mean, this is like, like a vision board for a lifetime, right? It's, it's like, you know you're not going to get this in one year. It's like, okay, goals, goals, goals. Like, for, for now and forever, this is what I'm going to do. And and if you think this is it, no. The next request is like to, to me is like like the biggest one. Then he says, um, "Oh, what is that? You may be filled with all the fullness of God." Wow! Imagine your life filled with all the fullness of God. We have no clue even what that means. I mean, if you were to speak Spanish, you would have to translate that. Like, like okay, what, what, what does that mean? What does that mean in your life? That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Can you even picture something? Do you think this is big? Can you tell that, that we have read scriptures and believe and, and confess and we don't even have clues sometimes what we're even reading or saying? I mean, God wants you to be filled with all his fullness. And that's where the other scripture comes, where, where it says, and now and up to, uh, to him who is able to do exceeding. So God says, the Apostle Paul is, is praying that his He's asking God that we may be full with all his fullness. And then God says, and I want to do that extremely abundantly above. <laughs> How? How do you feel something with all the fullness extremely abundantly above? It, it reminds me the scripture of, uh, on, on Psalms where it says, my cup is running over, Right? 
if you are full with all the fullness and them extremely above, it's like we're going to be spilling God's fullness everywhere. Don't you want that? Could you believe that's possible? I mean, in, in what area can, can we start believing and, and expecting? This is, to me, it's like, ah, it's too much. No entiendo. It, it's, it's too much. It's too much. Do you think that the apostle just went over the top with this request, with these prayers? And the answer is no. This is not too much. Because it is impossible to ask too much. Tell your neighbor, it is impossible to ask too much. It is impossible to ask for too much because God's giving exceeds our asking and even our thinking. God's giving exceeds our asking and even our thinking. Are, are you getting this? A little bit? Or is it going above and beyond your head, your understanding? I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I've been studying these scriptures and it's like, oh, I don't even know if I have the utterance to share this because I, it, it's big. It's, it's beyond. It's beyond. And another thing that is funny, not funny, is that this pretty much tells us that our asking, it's pretty weak. <laughs> it's pretty weak. And you know what? That is confirmed with Scripture. For all my life, I have read the Scripture in Romans 8.26 where it says that the Holy Spirit comes and helps us in our weakness because sometimes we don't know how to ask and the Holy Spirit comes and asks for us. And I always saw it as a reference to being filled with the Holy Spirit or a reference to speaking in tongues. And, and I've been thankful for that Scripture. I have uh, believed it. I, I, I experienced it. But I've never saw it. Like this time, the word that just popped out out of that scripture, it's weak. <laughs> we are weak. When we ask something, you think you're asking too much, you, are, you think you're thinking too much and dreaming too much, and God says, that's weak. <laughs> that's weak. Ouch. <laughs> don't, don't, don't get offended. That's God. And he's like, let me send the Holy Spirit, have him pray, pray, pray with you, and for you, because you don't know how to pray. You don't know how to pray as you should. That's what the scripture says. And, and this is not talking about you're, you're not praying enough. You're not praying big enough. You're not asking big enough. You're, you're not daring. You're not expecting. We just pray little prayers, little prayers. And God says, is that it? Is that it? Because I want to do exceedingly above and beyond. What you're asking, it's weak. Wow. So the Holy Spirit helps us when we don't even know how to ask. So God's ability to answer our prayers. And again, when, when we're talking that, that we don't, that we're pray very weak, we're not talking about how much time your prayer, 
your brain or, or you're not lifting your voice. And no, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with what you're requesting. What you're requesting is pretty limited comparing what God is expecting or, or imagining for, for our lives. So God's ability to answer our prayers transcends not only our spoken petitions, because it says what we can ask, but also our deepest desires, those thoughts, those imaginations, those dreams that we don't even dare to say them sometimes because we think like, what, what, what for? You know, why do I even ask for this? This is too big. God says, I want to do above and beyond what you're even dreaming and you don't even say. That's why, is that beautiful? That God not only said what you ask, but he says what you ask and what you think. Because there are thoughts, there are desires that sometimes we don't express just because we think they're so big and, and, and we're almost intimidated or ashamed to even mention that. And sometimes because those longings, those desires, those, those uh, thoughts, they're just too deep and, and there are no words to express them. Have you ever been there where, where you have this longing and, and you don't even know how to ask, you, you don't even know if you should ask. And God says, that longing, that desire in your heart, that thing that you don't even dare to say or you don't even have the words to express, I want to do exceedingly above and beyond of those desires. And we're like, wow, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that you not only want to, to answer our prayers, but even the, the things that we don't even say. Nobody knows about those desires. Nobody knows about those longings. And God says, I know and I got you. And that is nothing. You cannot ask uh, more than I can give you. It is impossible to ask more than God, what God can give us. It is impossible to dream more than what God has, uh, is expecting for us. So those, um, all, all, all that thing that we, all, all those desires, our prayers, our thoughts, all of that, it's insignificant. Those requests are insignificant compared to the power of God and to the desire, the willingness of God to do it. I didn't come out with this scripture or with this idea. He came out with that. He's the one that, that came out with the idea. He's the one that promised. He's the one that, that gives the power. He's the one that performs the power. He says, we just need to work together. We just need to work together. So uh, this, this scripture, it's just encouraging us, it's stretching us to dream big, to expect big, to, to go beyond our limitations, to, like, like Pastor was saying last week, to really believe, to believe, to change our perception. Uh, I thank God that, that this scripture are, are changing my perceptions, and 
And it's not easy because we have patterns in our brains that we're, we're conditioned to think one way and, and we've thought this way for many years. So just trying to do something different, it's so hard. But God says, I'm strengthening your inner being that you may be able to break those limitations. Amen? So imagine big, dream big, ask big, believe big. And, and declare, confess, expect big, because our God is great. Our, our God is great. And um, something that, 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 there was a quote that I saw last week, and it says that where you are right now, so many of you may think that, okay, it's great for those that are ready for this new year, those that are ready for faith for life, but, but, I know that some of you feel like, like you're like behind. Whatever happened, whatever circumstance you are, you think that, that you just went some steps behind or that, um, that you're not even ready yet for, for what is to come. And, and, and this quote that I saw, it was very encouraging because it said that, that where you are right now does not determine where you're going to go. It only determines where you're going to start. So no matter where you are right now, that is your starting point. That is your starting point for, for going beyond. Amen? Now, that scripture, um, it's, again, it, it's, if, if we just take the scripture by itself, Ephesians 3.20, that is just um, taking a scripture out of context because, again, this is the end of a whole prayer. But also, sometimes, and Pastor mentioned that too last week, that sometimes we just stay with that. Okay, God is able to do extremely, exceedingly above and beyond. And we're like, God, do it. And, and that's also not complete. That, 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 just taking that, that sentence, it would be out of context because the scripture doesn't end there. It, it's, it, it continues, okay? So the scripture says, Ephesians 3.20, that God is able to do exceedingly above, beyond what we can ask or think. And then it continues. It says, according to the power that works in us. According to the power that works in us. So, this scripture, it's saying that, that all God's ability, because we know that God is able, and we know that God is able to do above and beyond. Yes? We know that God is able. He always has, always will. No question, right? But... But this is not what God wants us to know, or this is not just all that God wants us to know. He wants us to know that his power to do above and beyond, it's in us, and it's working effectively and actively in us. And all that God is going to do exceedingly above and beyond, it's going to be in us, and it's going to be through us. And that is, is kind of like, like the game changer because many of us for so long have been expecting something 
from the outside, something on the exterior, like, like if, if my husband changed, or if my wife changed, or if my kids, or if my work, or, or if the economy, or the politics, if the government, if, and, and we're always having this hope that if something outside comes and changes, or, or comes and fixes, or comes and gives me, or comes and helps me, and, and God, it's saying, Stop looking on the outside. Stop it. Everything you need, everything you want, it's already inside of you. It's already inside of you. Quit looking for a savior, for for somebody to come and rescue you. The savior, it's inside of you. The Savior already came. You're already saved. You don't need to be saved for anything else. We just need to get this power active in our lives instead of having it dormant. We just need to get connected with God. And, and those things, you know, we think big. And, and sometimes this scripture, God can do exceedingly above and beyond. We're just thinking about miracles and, and material things. And, and those are not excluded. But to me, I feel like, like what God is speaking to my heart this year is, is let's take care of all the inside issues to be able to, to break limitations, to be able to break all patterns, bad habits, carnal mindsets, um, unbelief, fear. God's power, it's inside of you, inside of me where we can finally, you know, break that bad habit or, or get our act together and, and, and be disciplined, get up early or go to bed early. I mean, those we're thinking like, God, do something. And God says, no, let me work inside of you first. Let me work inside of you because then everything else is going to start working like a snowball. And, and we have so many things inside of us that need that breaking power of God to, 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 be trans, uh, to, to transform all, all this natural, carnal stuff. Like, do you have any fears? Do you have any worries? Let God, let God's power exceedingly abundantly above to change that. Imagine yourself free from that fear that has tormented you for years. Imagine yourself free from those limitations, from those wrong mindsets, from those um, insecurities, from, from those inadequacies. Imagine yourself getting your act together. Imagine yourself being, being healthy, being active, being, being uh, somebody of character, somebody that people can count on, somebody that, that it's spilling God's fullness of life in you. Imagine that. Do you think that would transform? So I, I know that this scripture, sometimes we use it for, for the new car and for the new house and, and, and that uh, whatever you're, you're believing. Yeah, it, it's not excluded. You can believe that. It's nothing for God. You want a big car? God says, is that it? it that, that's no big deal. But God wants us to also, to work in our inside, in our inside, in your inner man. God wants your inner man to be strengthened. That means our spirit man to be leading our lives, not our emotions, not our flesh, not our body, 
How many of us, you know, sometimes you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then five minutes later, your flesh is like, nah, maybe tomorrow. Or, ah, uh, uh, we don't really need it. Okay. No, God says, let me strengthen your inner man. For whatever you, you want to do, you'll do it. And, and the, the flesh with that has no voice, has no vote. Your flesh is not voting. My emotions are not voting. My spirit man is strong. It's taking the lead. Amen? It's taking the lead. And, and this is what God, God is saying. That amazing power, that energetic dynamics. There, there, there's some Greek words right there. Power and energy. And God, God is saying, I have some power that you can activate on your inside that can give you the energy, that can give you the, the potential, that can give you the strength to overcome everything that has been holding you back. And this is your year to go beyond. This is your year. And, and when 22 ends, we'll keep going beyond and beyond, right? Just as we continue to be persevering this year. Not because last year we persevered, we're done with persevering. No, we, we just continue. We, we're just adding on. So God is saying that power, that, um, that capacity, that dynamic, ener energetic strength, it's working inside of you. And God wants you to experience that. And uh, this is scripture. Uh, actually, this word, it's, it says it's the same, the same power that rose Jesus from the dead. Like for, for many years, I've been, I've, I've been wanting to, to get more understanding about this because, because to me it's like a waste of power just to be walking regular lives, mediocre lives, overcome lives when we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us the power that rose Jesus from the dead inside of us. And we're just, oh, I'm tired. I'm bored. You're like, wow, God, open our eyes. <laughs> open the eyes of our understanding. Let us see the inheritance that we have in Christ. It's like, wow, we have so much work to do. We just have to open our eyes. We just have to get that power working. So, so we have resurrection power in our lives. And sometimes we cannot even do a plan for three minutes. It's like, really? <laughs> really? And you're like, oh, walk this much or, or do some push-ups. You have resurrection power inside of you. We just need to change this. We just need to change our brain and, and get it working together with, with God's spirit. Everything that we want, everything that, that we want to be, everything that we long to be or long to do, we can become and much more and much more and beyond. Imagine who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? Imagine. Imagine the, the apostles. Imagine the apostle Paul. Sometimes in our 
cultural view, we don't really appreciate the strength of his inner man. But imagine knowing that you are called by God and that you're walking in God's perfect will and then being prisoner, prisoner and then being in chains, being persecuted. And to me, that is like, I would definitely doubt that I'm in the will of God. Wouldn't you? Like, like if things are just don't go the way you, we, you thought you were, they were supposed to, to go, you would be like, maybe, maybe I miss God. Or maybe there, there's a sin in my life. Or maybe, imagine just doing everything right and then being in prison, like, like for life. But, but he was strengthened in his inner man to the point that, that he, he didn't need encouragement. He started encouraging the ones outside. Rejoice. And again, I said, rejoice. Or, or he just kept believing. Or he sees the situation and he's like, awesome, great, because I need to write so many books. And, and, and I needed some time out I mean, just to see everything the right way. And, and I'm not saying he was not discouraged and, and he didn't struggle, but, but his inner man was so strong that he was able to overcome all the pittiness of our human nature. And, and then he's, he's strengthening other people, he's praying for other people, and, and he keeps being, living generous life, giving of himself. He keeps his heart pure, and, and healthy against bitterness and unforgiveness. He was betrayed, and, and he, he prays for those people and, and forgives and, and encourages everybody to forgive each other. And, and people are doing things in spite of him, and he's like, praise God, at least Jesus keeps being preached. And, and you're like, oh, wow, that's, that's somebody that, that it's really going above and beyond the natural circumstances where, where his inner man was so much bigger than the circumstances around him. And, and, and we can totally do, do that. So everything that, that, that you want to be, everything that you want to do, you can do and more. God is saying, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Because you're not only going to attain that, you're going to go beyond not only that, remember, with God, we're not staying just with what you wanted. With God, you go beyond. You have to go beyond. This reminds me, the, the thief that was uh, crucified next to Jesus, and he's like, please remember me. You know, please just, just remember me, hey? Okay. And Jesus says, I'm telling you, you're going to be with me in paradise above and beyond what he asked. What about the prodigal son? Okay, I'm going to go with my dad. He has the whole plan. And he goes to, the, to his house, and he's like, dad? And the dad doesn't even let him speak. He just hugs him and cries, and, and he's like, I want to ask you something. And, and the dad's not even letting him speak. His whole plan, I, I can work for you. I'll be a servant. You, you, You'll just don't need to pay me, just give me food. The dad goes, 
above and beyond. And he's like, hey, let's make a party. Bring that ring. Bring that, uh, that coat. Let's dress this son as my son. Above and beyond what he was going to request. Above and beyond. So nothing that we can ask God is too much. It is impossible to ask too much. It is impossible to dream too much. But God wants us to cooperate with him and to get this power moving, to get this power active, to work it in us, to work it through us. Because when you start seeing God's power in your life, you're not going to have those false expectations that if only pastor can pray for me, you can pray for yourself. If only somebody would come and visit me. You won't need somebody to come visit. You're going to go and visit others. And, and we're not going to be all like selfish and limited and, and I'm a victim and poor me. We're going to be those powerhouses that God wants us to, 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 to be. Ah. <laughs> Amen? Amen? So let's, let's, let's allow God to reveal that beyond that he has for us. I feel like sometimes we have a vision board and God says, let me show you my vision board for your life. Let me show you my vision board for 2022. And you're like, okay, let's, you have this little paper and God has, you know, like a whole board and you're like, okay, I can see that. I can believe that. I'll expect that. That is too big, but I can start confessing it. I can start believing it by faith. And ultimately, we're walking in it. We're walking in it. I know that you have experienced above and beyond in so many areas where you have asked or, or think of God. Sometimes above and beyond, it's not going to be the way we expected it. Because to me, above and beyond sometimes means better. Like, um, the one thing that I can think of God, and, and I have thanked him many, many times, is that when, when I first uh, got pregnant with Daniel, I wanted to have twins. And, and I prayed for twins, and I was believing for twins. There's no twins in my family or in pastor's family, as far as we know. But, but I'm like, you know what, two per one, it, it, was, it was pretty smart for me. And then, and then when... when we got our first ultrasound and find out it was a baby. I was so happy, believe me, I was pretty happy. But I was like, mm, I would have liked two per one. But then, when it was labor time, and, and I'm going to have a natural uh, birth, and my, my baby is eight pounds, 13 ounces, like almost nine pounds, I'm like, God, thank you. <laughs> thank you, because you knew better. You knew better, Father. Thank you so much. So my above and beyond was just better. It wasn't above and beyond. Actually, this baby was above and beyond. But, uh, but it was just better. It was just better. And I'm like, God, you knew better, and I thank you so much. And then when, when I got pregnant with Matthew, I'm believing it's a girl. Like, like, this is a girl. Don't tell him. I was calling her Sophia, and I was thinking how I was going to decorate the room. And, and, and then when I get the ultrasound and I find out it's a boy, I was shocked. Like, I was almost in denial. Like, no, you, did, you guys didn't hear God, you know? Like, like this is a girl. And then I remember going to the car, still in shock and feeling like the worst mom because now I don't have a name for my baby. I'm like, 
you know, what type of person doesn't have a name for her son? And you've been calling him Sophia all this life, uh, all this time, like for five months almost. <clears throat> and I, f like guilt, condemnation just overwhelmed me. And I felt like the worst mom. And I'm asking my baby to forgive me. And, and I'm going to find you a name as soon as possible. And we thought about many names. <clears throat> we thought about David. We thought about Joshua. And none of those, like, like, click and, and then I find out that, that Matthew means gift from God and we're like this is a Matthew and Matthew was just perfect and then when Matthew came and I remember going home my heart was full my heart was was um, my, my cup was running over and I told God God thank you this is perfect like like this is perfect I couldn't ask I didn't even know what was asking because two boys is just perfect it was just perfect for, for my heart, for me, for that time. It's been perfect for our family. I'm not saying if I would have a girl, it wouldn't be perfect. But I'm, I'm just saying it, it was just like that was my above and beyond. Like, like I, I knew something. I wanted something. But God gave me above and beyond. God knew better. And sometimes what we ask, God may surprise you with something different. But just believe him. It's always better. It's always better. And we're not talking about prayers and uh, blessings in disguise, okay? We're not talking about, oh, this disease is it's God's blessing. No, no, no. We, we, we know better. But we're just talking that sometimes we just need to be a little bit open because the above and beyond, it's going to be probably different than you, what you were expecting, but it's always going to be better. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? So... Let's work, I have so many notes, Let, let's work in, um, in cooperation with God. God calls us co-labors together, amen, and let's, let's experience God's above and beyond energizing power in us first. Instead of being expecting all these exterior things, let him show you his, his power tomorrow when you wake up early, when you stick with your routine, with your plans, when you go through that, um, through that no sugar diet, when, when you go trying to make good, uh, good choices about your health, your exercise, staying kind, being, being, uh, being gentle, being, serving your family, being a good worker, work that power in, <laughs> ah, Help me. <laughs> work, work that, um, let God work that power inside of you. I don't know if I want to speak Spanish or Portuguese or, 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 or I want to speak in tongues. I have so many options now. <laughs> utterance, Father. Utterance in Jesus' name. So let's God work his power, his energizing power inside of us. Because once that we get the hang of it, once that we are used to that, just to flow with God inside of us, ultimately, things on the outside, it's, they're going to start to change. Ultimately, you're going to have the confidence, the faith, the boldness to, to move mountains, to rebuke, to pray. But, but first, let's start with us. Amen? That power that surpasses our, our expectations, it's working inside of you through the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. And it's available for 
everybody that has confessed Jesus in, in, in their lives. So I believe in you. I believe you're going to have an above year as never before, victory over victory over victory. And the victory is not that you overcome something. The victory is that Jesus' power abides in you and he has already overcome. And the victory is that that, that power is manifested in your life and through your life. Amen. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.